Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. How do I ask my boss for a raise? I'm so jealous of my coworker's promotion. I just don't know what to do. Is there a good way to brag about my accomplishments? Careers are complicated, and there are so many hush-hush topics we're told we can't talk about. That's why you have the Career Contessa podcast. I'm your host, Lauren McGoodwin, and each week I'm joined by experts to help you overcome your workplace woes with actionable advice that you can use today. Subscribe to the Career Contessa podcast and make progress in your career every Tuesday. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Brynn's here. Hi. You're so cute. <laughs> you're sweet. Pretty and pink today. A little pretty and pink. People don't know you're so tall. Why does everybody ask me that? In person, like people on the street, they'll be like, we didn't know you're tall. Do I give short TV? You on? don't give, you give like average height. Average height. Average height. Yeah, yeah. No, 5'10". What? And then with heels, I got I six foot. Yeah. What? NBC's going to start like an intramural basketball. Wait, so <laughs> I feel like, yeah, so we haven't. I feel like we would have noticed you like standing no. next to Sai, who's like small. Sai is beyond small. Yeah. Sai is like really, really tiny. Yeah. Aaron but addressed- Jenna's tall. Jenna, I think I'm taller than Jenna. I think yeah. Jenna's 5'9, I'm 5'10, Uba's six foot. Right. Yeah. So maybe yeah. that's why. I'm always by Uba and like next like, to Uba, I look right, like Right. Next an to Uba, you're like, yeah. okay, babe. <laughs> Jordy, what's up? Bryn, I love this season yeah. so much. I'm so into it. I love it. And I'm dying to know how you got on it. Okay. I got on it through a mutual friend. It was very random. She gave a list. I think they were they had been talking to her, the casting, whoever. And did they, she not end up making it? She, I think they wanted her to do it, and she was like, "I'm not doing it." She's really she's a doll. She's a huge fashion publicist here in New York, and so yeah, she gave a list of names, and they reached out to me, and I thought it was just like a massive joke. I was like, "This is there's no way." Like, come on. Like, I'm not married. I'm not like Mrs. Bloomberg. I'm not whatever. Like, yeah. I rent. Like, I'm just. You rent. I'm not even dating anyone. You know? Yeah. I've got a lot of engagements under my belt, but I'm just dating people. But yeah. And then I just got drunk before every interview. I was super silly. I'm just like, I thought it was going to be a very, very funny story to tell forever. Like, guess what I did? 
And then, yeah, and then it was like three Zooms. And then they called me and they were like, you want to do it? <laughs> but I never even went into Wait, did you watch the show before? Were you like a Bravo girl? I'm a massive original Roni, like the past original. couple seasons, right? Like I own on Prime. I own seasons one through four. I love it. Old school Beverly Hills like too. Like old school Roni, you mean like Jill Zarin and stuff? Jill Zarin, Bethany, yeah. Kelly, yeah. Alex McCord, yeah. Duran, all yeah, of them. Yeah, me too. And I rewatched them. They're actually really, really hilarious. Like the time that I feel like they created those, it was just like that can never be recreated. Beverly Hills, old again, I love. And I, and I watched New Beverly Hills. Uh-huh. I watched last season. And then old Atlanta, I like too. And I love Southern Charm. I like those people. They seem like a fun group I of I was going to tell you, you give Southern Charm. Thank you. I'm a Midwestern girl. Oh, yeah. 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 So it's like, so, kind of the same yeah, shit. yeah, because yeah. like the way you dress and the headbands and like, yeah, you, yeah, you would give that like Southern Belle vibe. A little, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Did you get to meet those those guys? I have, oh, you're, you're going to Bravo. Con. I'm going to Bravo Con, So I'm going to meet them. I think I'm gonna have a lot of fun with them. They seem like a just I like they so seem too. like my, one of my group of guy friends here. Just like idiot, like, yeah, adult frat boys. Yeah, so I love that. Yeah, I could see you getting along with them. So you were shocked <laughs> when after the Zooms, they wanted you to join? Yeah, because again, I was like, okay, there's no way, there's no way. And then because someone, I think, at NBC had had COVID, so we had, I was supposed to go in. They were like, when I go to 30 Rock and I was so nervous. And then someone was sick, so we had to do it via Zoom. So it was the third one via Zoom. Yeah. And I was like, they're not going to cast me over Zoom. Like, yeah. this is, you know. This... Like, you felt like it hurt your chances? Yeah, yeah. I was Because like, in person, you would be. But I was wildly relieved, too, because, like, I've never, I've only gone to 30 Rock from, like, my real job is, like, the associate to a talent or something. I've never gone in there as like for someone as who's the talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very, very strange. And I, I just kept thinking, and I think that's kind of how you should approach things. Or I have found when you don't want something, that's the thing that you get. I'm trying to do that now with like marriage and relationships. Like, I don't care if I get married. Yeah. Said me as I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. panicking, yeah. anxiety yeah. ridden every night. But no, like not wanting it. I think it was just then it, it just came. happened. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Did they make you? feel at all that like this was going to be different. Like we're not looking for like legit housewives. We're not yeah. looking for all they kept saying was this is going to be different. And mm. actually and all throughout filming and everything they always said it, this is going to be different. We want this to be different. This needs to be New York. Like this yeah. just needs to represent New York. It's going to be a reflection of New York. But here all along I'm thinking there's no way they're going to make it that different. Like yeah I believed it and hoped for it but like just I was mission critical the entire time, even going up to our marketing promo shoot, they show us the deck and they show, oh, we're going to be outside. And we're just nitpicking all of it, like the wardrobe. Like, are you sure you're not going to, you know, have us on a couch with just like a broken chandelier on the floor? And it's like, <laughs> you know, I was like, until honestly, I saw like six episodes in, I was like, okay, I, I believe them different. now. Yeah, it's, it's just totally different. So. And were you like, how long were you living in New York? So I've gone back and forth after college between LA and New York, mm -hmm. basically for work. So cumulative, if you add all the years, eight years. Eight years. So no, do you actually, feel like a nine, New Yorker? Yeah, I do. So now this, the latest stint now, this has been four years. No, yeah, four years. I was here during COVID. Yeah. So all along, I never felt like I had the right. I'd say, oh, I grew up in Indiana. Now I live in New York and I've spent some time in LA. After COVID, I stayed here. I, I have a picture of me and my dog walking in Times Square. There was not one car, one person, anything. Why Times Square? Because I just wanted the picture because oh, I was like, this is interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I could walk down Sixth Avenue. I walked in the middle of the street. There was literally I not know. one person. There were sirens. There was trash because the trash wasn't being picked yeah. up. There were a few, like a few homeless people, but there were no cars. There was no one. It looked like a Will Smith apocalypse so that, like, video. So after you that, closer to the city. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, I'm a New Yorker now. I'm like, did you stay during COVID or did you run <laughs> off to your family's house? Oh I, yeah, I stayed. I helped deliver uh -huh. masks and Hoboken. Like, I, I'm like, I'm a New Yorker now. I stayed during COVID. I didn't leave. 
So who from the cast were you like the friendliest with before you started? I would say Jessel. So I knew Jessel because she's also in the PR world. Yeah. It's impossible not to know Jessel because she's hilarious. Sai, a few of the brands that I had worked on, we'd contracted her as an influencer. So I was very familiar with like her from her, you know, like. Influencing stuff. Yeah. Like her contracts and like. And you do kind of put people under the microscope. Like, who is this person? Does she relate? I knew about her kids. Like, yeah, she's been in many PR decks of mine and Uh contracted her. Jenna, I only knew of because she's Jenna. Uba, I had seen at like when I do when if I'd go to like a fancy pants gala or something. Yeah, Uba's there and the most glamorous woman. Then Aaron, I didn't know. Oh, Aaron and you didn't know each other at all. No, no. It turns out Aaron and I have probably like the most mutual friends. actually. because you're like similar ages. We're similar ages and like Hamptons and whatever. Yeah, and like. You yeah. turned 36 this year. No, baby. So they filmed it. I was 36. Oh, 30, I turned 37 in February. You turned 37. So I'm 37 going on 38. Babe. Uh, don't get me started. Did but you think this is where you would be ever in your life? God, no. Like filming a reality show? No. Never. Like In New York City being I, all like fabulous. I've had like 15 lives and I've done such crazy stuff yeah. that it makes sense in that regard. But yeah. I never actually. No, no. And also it's something that I watched. Like think about something that you watch no, on that's TV wild. right now. I know. Like what's your favorite TV show? Don't ask me that right okay. now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like if you're like watching Succession no, and you're like, oh, now I'm on no, Succession. No, I know. I know. Like, How did this happen? I know. It's surreal. It's- but did it also not scare you? Because when you're asking me that, I'm like. I would be, because of all that I know, because I watch this show, it would petrify me to go on the show. Yes. I'd be so scared. So, I'd be like, look what happened to so many of these women. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? They, it can go north or south or whatnot. It, yeah. Did it not scare you? It did scare me. Because I think if I'd done this when I was 27, I think it would be a train wreck. Uh-huh. I feel like I've been through enough shit. I know who I am. I've made mistakes. I don't. I'm just at a point in my life where I was like, no amount of, even if they did try to do like a a survivor like or bachelorette where they're always in your ear and really trying to mess with it. That was the case. Yeah. It's not the case. But I was like assuming worst possible. Like hope for the best, assume like the worst. Like you would stay true to yourself. Yeah, I was like what. no one like, you know, could. I, you have to put me in like an interrogation room. Even but you then, also know how crazy the fans are and how they can dissect every fucking thing you say. Yeah. And do, did that scare you? It did. It intimidated me. But again, I thought like, they're either gonna, it's like real life. It's like people are gonna love you or hate you. Yeah. Like you can't. Do you have thick skin when it comes to that stuff? I do. Yeah. I do. I think it really, I get very sensitive when it's someone that if I respect you, then I will care about your opinion and then it really hurts. Like it guts me. But if you don't know me, if your name's not in my phone and like I have your phone number, you have my phone number, why would I care about your opinion? Somebody said me? that. That's a good sentence. Somebody, yeah. I, don't I think know it was like a Jonas was, brother. No, I think it was somebody. like Tom Holland. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. It's he said it and I reposted it too. It was like, if I don't have your phone number, I don't care what you say. Right. Like if you can't text me or call me and yeah. tell me you have an issue with me, then like you don't know me. So yeah. therefore, why would your opinion of me matter? Yeah. This episode is sponsored by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. This is such an amazing initiative by eBay. Now with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, whether you're looking for a head-turning handbag or a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear that make every step feel fly, eBay is making sure the things you love are authenticated by real experts because we all know there's no feeling like real. And guess what else? There's no feeling like being duped and getting a fake. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you know it's the real deal because it has a blue check mark. 
and eBay Authenticity Guarantee authenticates it with real experts through hand-on detailed inspection. So these days you can know you're getting the real deal. Go straight to eBay. You know eBay has all the stuff you want. Just when you're searching, look for that blue check mark. It'll say authenticity guarantee. And then when you buy it, you can be confident that it's authenticated and real. Every stitch, sole, logo, and inch of it, they're making sure it's the real thing. When you're ready to buy that thing you love, like you have to make sure you're not going to get a fake. They're everywhere and it's hard to tell the difference. With the eBay Authenticity Guarantee, it's easy. Again, just look for that blue check mark and you know it's checked by real experts, whether they're specialized in sneakers, streetwear, watches, jewelry, or handbags. These are real people who really live for this. That way, when it hits your doorstep, not only do you know it's real, but that feeling you get when you put it on, mm, it's also for real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Please visit ebay.com for terms. Free people is the love of my life. Like, honestly, I can't tell you how far back we go. It's like me in high school wanting free people then to later in life buying free people for myself. And just like I feel like free people style really evolved with me and grew up with me. If you guys don't know free people, obviously huge lifestyle brand literally just like so empowered by femininity, creativity, curiosity, adventure. It's like bohemian chic, really unique apparel. And I love it. Now there's FP movement, which is amazing. They offer performance ready activewear and beyond the gym staples. So that's meant for people like me that you don't know. Is she going to the gym? Is she going to take a nap? She just wants to be comfortable all the time. And that's free people movement. I got such amazing pieces from there, from sweaters to hoodies to just long sleeves that are gorgeous and you can go out with and tuck them in jeans, belts, just they have everything. Check out free people, especially now because free people and FP movements annual win your wish list giveaway is back Five lucky winners will be selected to each win $1,000 gift cards to shop their free people and FP movement wish list. This is happening between October 18th and November 22nd. You can enter to win at www.freepeople.com slash win. Do not miss your chance. U.S. and Canada only 18 plus visit www.freepeople.com slash win before November 22nd to enter. On the show, you were so vulnerable this this yeah. season. You even started it. It's not like it was the fifth episode. Yeah, like, yeah. You kind of started and shared your story yeah. right away and brought all of us to to tears. And you have such a such a story. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's so crazy. You, you were adopted by your grandmother. My grandmother. When you were when baby. I was so, uh, I think I lived with my parents for like six months. But then it was best for us and what was going on with their lives if we if we we would go and live with someone else. So there's two options. It's like you become a foster kid, a ward of the state, or my grandmother could take us in. So she took us in and then ended up, we lived with her. It was just like, it was supposed to be temporary guardianship. But then she ended up legally adopting us when I was, I think in second grade after the trial, she was granted to be like, I actually have a birth certificate that says no father's listed. It says mother, my grandmother. Wow. Legally, she's my mother. But you kept calling her grandma. I always called her grandma. I wanted to call her mother. So the reason why I called her Mimi, I've never told anyone of this, is because I wanted to call her mother. But she said, I don't want one day you to resent me thinking I tried to take the place of your mother because yeah. that's what. And she always encouraged me to speak to my biological mother. So I called her Mimi because I was taking Spanish in school and Mima or 
me ma like my madre yeah so i wanted to in my own little like way i wanted to refer to her as my my mother so i called her mima for the longest time and then it just became mimi like the last 15 years of her life and you when you speak about her you get so emotional oh like, yeah she yeah, meant yeah. so much to you yeah even now so now it's okay now i don't feel it but it was crazy in front of the cameras those confessionals were those confessionals were i fought i think i fought a lot with nbc and bravo and this production company they were always so kind. And obviously these are things that we have to talk about, right? In confessionals. Yeah. But we had to work around my schedule. Like, I don't, I think I did like half of the amount of confessionals that the girls did. I only went in a few times. Why? Because of work? No, not because of work. Everyone has busy schedules and obviously you're there all day. But I just was like traveling a lot. But also I knew that we had to talk about those things. Like yeah. the first three times, I think when I'm in the black dress, I was like, I don't want to do it. So they let me not do it. And then the last one, they didn't make me do it. But when I'm in the sequin top, there's not a lot of sequin top because I won in twice. I'd go in for two hours and I knew we had to do it. So like when I just sit there, I wasn't funny those days. I wasn't whenever I was going through those questions. Like, I don't know. Aaron, I don't know. Sai, Aaron, we're all bitches. What else do you want me to say? Because I mm. knew that they were going to ask me the questions about her. Yeah. And I was like, you have 20 minutes to do it. And we just went. And I would just like, didn't even drink. I would just leave like shattered. Is she horrible. harder for you to talk about than like your your actual parents yeah because I didn't know my parents yeah. I don't know I still don't know them yeah well my father died my father died without me ever knowing him really if I only knew him for the, like the last two months of his life yeah you reconnected with him before his he called you to tell you he was dying so he was he actually was living in Europe and with his new wife and he had had a young I have a half sister that I had found out about and he got diagnosed with liver cancer I think it's cirrhosis of the liver and he knew he was going to die, so he wanted to come back to the United States to say goodbye to his mother, right? My, his mom, my other grandmother. Mm. And on the plane, on the flight, he started bleeding internally because of the, he was like stage, last stage cancer. So he immediately was taken to the ICU. And then we were told, my mom called me. I was on homecoming court, senior year of high school. And the night of homecoming, I'm putting on my dress. My mother calls me and she's like, I just thought you'd like to know your father's in the U.S. He's dying. You should probably come say goodbye literally. And I was like, okay. So I went up the next day. He didn't die that you, day. You didn't debate it? Like no part of you was like, why should I go? Oh, of course. Of yeah. course. I was like, it, it, it went both ways. I, I There's a part of me that didn't want to, but there's a part of me my entire life that was so desperate to like have a father. And I always wanted to be like a daddy's girl and all this sort of stuff. So I just, I was always, despite everything that he did, I was always drawn to him. Not so much my mother, but mm. for some reason I always wanted my father. Explains a lot. So I, so I went up the next day. He didn't die. But then he, through three months, basically, what was that? It was September, October, November. He held on. I went every weekend and visited him, took care of him. And then he died. And like a week before he died, I called him. He had trip. He'd fallen. He was very, very small. He's taller than me and weighed less than me. And because of the cancer, it was really bad. And I was like, daddy, it's okay. You can, you can go, you know, like we get it. It's fine. And and then he he died on November 12th. Yeah, Did he nice. show any regrets to you? Oh, before? my God. He said that he was so ashamed and that he felt like he was a monster. I mean, it sucks that it took like cancer. Yeah. Like him dying in order to like say, you know, because you could have just called me or sent me a letter if you were right. actually that sad in right. your life, you know. And that's something that after he died, I've had to like really, really like come to terms with the fact that like I never got to be angry with him. I didn't. Not that he got away with it, but like, I don't know, sometimes it's not just all love there. It's like, that was really convenient for you. You know, that like, I, I, I don't know. Cause my, my eldest sister, she chose to not, 
She wrote him cards and letters and sent photo albums and things like that. But and she she's was, your full sister? Yeah, I have a full older full sister and brother, and I'm extraordinarily close to them. Your brother we see on the show. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay, but yeah, yeah. Her, your sister we don't. Yeah, yeah, because she's in Indiana. I have two nieces. She was the exact opposite of me, where she's like, I'm going to keep my distance. I'll, I'll attend yeah. the funeral. She was in college. My brother was probably the normal, sane one per usual, where he was like, went and saw my, visited my father twice, spent time with him, said goodbye. Me, I went up every damn weekend yeah. and took care of him. You know, like, I was like so desperate to yeah. like, Get that time in. But I told him everything I did. I promised him I would be a doctor. He wanted you to be a doctor? I really wanted to be a doctor. And he Growing also up. wanted me to, to be a doctor too. But he gave some good advice when he was dying. He said, you are what you eat. <laughs> and literally he's like, that's the most important thing. Be careful, mindful what you put in your body. And he told me to do three things in life and I would die a happy woman. He said, go as far as you can with your education. Whether that be a, ma I haven't, master's, PhD, but also just always like continual learning, always be taking classes and workshops. And I do, I've become a yoga teacher. I've done sailing. I play tennis. I do fencing. I do like, I'm always learning. And yeah, I attend think. lectures at the American Institute for like classical architecture, like always learning. So he said, go as far as you can, always learning. Always be a lifetime student. Always travel the world, which I do. And he said, find true love. If you do those three things when you die, he's like, yeah. you won't be like me and you won't have regret. Yeah. So, and yeah. you also probably don't have regrets because you really leaned into that relationship at the end. Like maybe if you didn't, you would have yeah. maybe had regrets. I think, and I knew that too. I knew I wasn't going to have another chance. So I yeah. was like, I didn't want to wake up 30 and say, I wish I'd gotten to know my dad for even the eight to 12 weeks that we had. Yeah. You know, I knew that. So I just did it then. There's been times though when I will get angry or upset or I'm trying to go through like, I'll be like, why do I, you know, I'm with my therapist. Like, why, what are my commitment issues? Where does this stem from? And then I'll start picking apart my relationship with him and get angry that he wasn't there. And maybe that's why I'm trying to, you know, make up for something. Yeah. Or maybe that's why I push men away or do, or do all these things. So it will come up and then I get mad. Like, he didn't deserve that. He didn't deserve me. Like loving what you did at the 18. end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Like, why was I doing yeah. that? Should I just let them, his family bury him and do whatever. But yeah. But most part overall i'm i'm glad i think it's important regardless of who hurts you or how deep they hurt you to yeah. just show love At the end of the day i think you can live with yourself then and you won't have regrets versus resorting to like pain or fear or wanting to hurt someone like they've hurt you chloe kardashian actually said recently something a quote that was like because you know the drama with her yes with tristan yes, like he cheated yes. a bunch of times obviously whole different thing but she said, like, just because I'm not treated well doesn't mean I don't treat people well. Yeah. yeah. And she was talking about him because she everyone's like, why is she still treating him well? And she said, just because I I wasn't treated well doesn't mean I don't have. To yeah. Treat and it well. doesn't make you a weak person. I think a lot of the times, too. And I've even noticed this in this friend group. So we've gotten in a few arguments about stuff. Most recently in the summer, we're all having dinner. And I was telling the girls about the story of this guy that was an basically very rude asshole to me. Very, very much of a gentleman. But I think he expected, I think a lot of men think that I'm because I'm such a flirt and whatever that what I'm the exact opposite. Like I grew up so Catholic and like. You mean like they think that you would like. Yeah, they think I'm like some hoe and then I'm going to yeah, put yeah. out. Like I've literally said I can count on maybe like how many men that I've been with my entire life. Yeah. Like, I don't. I've been a cock tease my whole life. Like, that's what I got on here. And you're a vagina tease now, too. On yeah, I'm a vagina season. tease. Now it's starting to open up. Now I'm like, actually, well, I'm 30. I need to get married. You said on the show, I'm so obsessed and focused on the fact that the two people who were supposed to love me didn't or couldn't. That was like. Oh, you know, I haven't watched that episode. Really? I won't watch Cause it. Because you knew. 
No, I don't want to watch it. No, because because you, you knew that episode was yeah, like the yeah. episode. I was like, I remember it came. I was like, oh my god, the the most. I have an episode named after me, and was interesting. Right. Yeah, person in the room or girl in the room or something. And then I saw that Bravo had shared the hair story, and I saw all these beautiful comments, like tens of thousands of comments. People like, thank you for sharing. And I mean, about the about the- my hair. Then I guess there's the salon scene. Oh, okay. In the black beauty shop. Yeah. And, and so, you also told a story about your grandmother's friend, right? Yeah, yeah, who she recommended me. And I, I grew up every weekend going to a black hair salon. But that was my only exposure to the black community because I was raised by my white grandmother, all white family, and my dad's family, the black side, wasn't involved in any way. Yeah. And just my little community in Indiana was not diverse. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. And so I saw that that scene was in it, which is really beautiful. So I've seen that clip. But I haven't seen that episode. And I, I told them I won't watch it. And they said, it's okay. I don't have to. And even at the reunion, like, you know, Andy, when he's asked me questions, he's like, I know you haven't watched it. Yeah. But, you know, he asked me questions about it. But I, I don't need to. I, first of all, I lived it. Yeah. And I experienced it. And then I shot that scene and it's me. Like, I don't need to. It, it, it's hard. It's hard to watch. And like I said, it was hard doing even the confessionals. Something about when there's cameras and you're sharing it, it's like it makes it real. Obviously, I know it's real. Yeah. It was my life, but there's something about it like officially going on the record. Yeah. It feels very permanent. And maybe- Does it feel weird to share it with the world? No, not in, not really because it, it, I had shared it so much. Yeah. Like with friends and strangers and school and like essays and like work things and workshops. And like I've shared it in my yoga teacher training in our collective. Like, I've shared it so much, so I'm not one of these people that keeps things private. I yeah. will share, but we didn't want to relive it again and again. I just don't want to watch. I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch it. I think maybe, maybe I feel bad for myself. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And you don't like that. You like to feel like, I like to feel, happy yeah, and I like and, feeling happy and strong. yeah, like because I think there's so much of that. And here, someone told me the other day, like, "Oh, you're just so happy all the time." I said, "No, I'm not. It's what is it? The third law, thermodynamics. What is it?" The, for every reaction, there's an equal reverse action. Yeah. So while I am the most happy, bubbly person, I've been on my bathroom floor crying, hating life, hating everything. Like, I think I can only feel such joy because I felt so much pain. So it's, it, it all, it all balances each other out. But yeah, I don't like to, I know it and I'm not avoidant, but I just don't feel the need to rewatch it and relive it and see it in some regard. And you said also on, on the show or in an interview that you, Again, like you like to choose happiness because of the places that you've been, but that also you had to put on this persona of like happy, cute, flirty, teasy, all of that since you were younger. Yeah, because the trial we were in, the trial is the thing I think that messed me up the most in life. It's one thing to not have parents or have abandonment issues, but the trial, which were very popular in the 90s, there was baby Jessica. There was this whole guardianship battles were like on 2020 on Dateline. They were like the whatever's the hot version of whatever we're doing now canceling people, I guess, but it was all over the news. And actually 2020 and Dateline had contacted my family. They wanted to follow the journey. Thank God my grandmother said no. Yeah. But it was this huge thing because my mother had hired the attorney that was like the popular, the PR that was like all over the news. And my grandmother had no money. So we had to go to the University of Notre Dame. She begged the law professor to take on the case for the students. So they Wait, did your mom want you back? Yeah. Yeah. She oh, she wanted us back. I'm not I don't know. The, like the reasons why are still muddy to me. Yeah. A lot had she didn't have a good relationship with her mother, my grandmother. My grandmother said like maybe with my first four kids I was. But with you guys, I got it right. Yeah. You know, she was so loving with us. So kind. With yeah. Us. So 
it basically turned into like a lot of stuff in my family, which is I said, I want this. Well, no, let's do it this way. Let's ease it back. Like she had wanted us back and like she wanted to do it instantly. Like, give me my kids back. But it had been four years. I didn't know oh. who my mother was. It was a stranger that came in and they, yeah. I only knew my grandmother. So they got in a fight basically saying, yeah. give me my kids. They're my kids. And yeah. she's like, you've been gone for four years. And so then it was just instead of communicating or talking, it, it was, was through the courts. Lawyer up. Mm. And it turned into a three-year drawn out battle for of just nonstop like visitation. And you were aware because you were. Yeah, it started in kindergarten, started in preschool and then ended second grade. Was yeah. when it was all finalized. But that was like three or four years of like, I was never, I don't know how I passed kindergarten, first grade. I don't, I probably didn't. I was never, I was barely in school. We were, my pediatrician was involved. The teachers were involved court-ordered visitation, screaming, judges, lawyers. I'd sit on the phone with my, and they'd have like, the lawyer would be tape recording the call with my mother because she was really saying messed up stuff. Mm. Like, it was just horrible. You were exposed to a lot. I was constantly in these, and knowing too, we had to go to court-ordered therapy, my siblings and I, and knowing that like these people are watching me. And if I do anything, like a kid is allowed to have a, be a brat, right? Or be like, I don't want to do this or cry. I knew these people were watching me. And if I acted upset, they were going to take me away from my grandmother. So you wanted to show that like you perfect, were amazing. That I was happy. Perfect gotcha. grades. Everything was happy. And I think gotcha. that's when it started of being like, yeah. I win. I get what I want when I make sure everyone around me just knows and thinks and sees me as happy and lovely. So gotcha. I was, yeah. And it's weird. For, it's crazy that a kid realizes to do that and then does it. Because those are your most. Well, like, I feel like kids have like survival instinct yes, you know yes and I remember every surviving. night too I was plotting like okay if if the judge comes back and says we have to go with my mom like I was making okay then this day then I'll, I'll run away this day but then I'll be able to come back I'll run away this way or I'll hurt myself or I'll do something I was just plotting every night what I would do but I say that's kind of like when my PR career began because I learned how to like Spin things? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew what I wanted. I want to stay with my grandma. I didn't know who this woman was that claimed she was my mom. She scared yeah. me. And I was Is she never, alive? She's alive. Yeah. I I was never scared of like the boogie monster under my bed. I was scared of my mother. You were scared to, to Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. So it's this crazy because she's very emotional. And I hope she's doing well. And it's been I, I've thought about her you a lot. Think she sees you on TV. Yeah. And I also don't want to hurt her. Yeah. You know, so that's why I'm always hesitant to talk about it. Yeah. There's been like awful news outlets trying to like dig stuff up oh, my God. family and stuff. Yeah. And, like people make mistakes. She was very young. She was 16 when she had my sister. Yeah. 19 when she had me. So I think you were very respectful like yeah. throughout. People have hard times and people change and they grow and she hasn't had an easy life. And and her father died when she was little too. I think that really impacted her. And look, we all make mistakes, but I just think that what how it happened for us it was best it was I, I and I and I'm sure it was hard for a mother to not have her children even if she did make mistakes you know but but it was best for us to be with our grandma but yeah but it, it was best for us to be with her but I'm sure too what that's that also gets me too right now like when I think back I think it's so important I tell my friends when they're like oh I'm mad at my mom or my dad first of all if they're still with you hug them love them they are a human being first that makes mistakes. They are a woman next, right? Then someone's wife. Fourth role is the, the, your mother. Stop being with like, my mom did. First of all, parents are there to fuck you up. They're going to fuck you up. They're, they're, they're going to screw you over. They're going to project all their insecurities. I think each generation just tries to do better, but yeah. they're going to screw you up. Stop being so hard on them. They're, they're a so human right. being. And I think only when we get older, at least to me, like 
I used to think that my mom could do no wrong yeah. when I was younger. Oh, yeah, and yeah. now I'm like, oh, she no. She everything wrong. Like, and that's okay. She and that's okay. Human. But you yeah. do realize like, oh, they're a person. Yes. And they're not this altruistic being that doesn't make mistakes or always says the right thing yes. or does the right thing. And we can't hold them. It's so unfair to hold them to those standards. Yeah. Yeah. And I just feel like when was it? I think when I was like 29 or 30, it just occurred to me. I was talking to a therapist. And I was kind of getting irritated. I'm like, I just can't believe that my mother did that. And then I was like, wait a second, Brynn, you're 29. At that point, I was like 29 or 30. And I was like, you can't even like, you forgot to take your dog out this morning and the dog pooped in the house. And then like, could you imagine being 16 yeah. and scared and whatever? Like, so you're understanding. The older that I get to, yeah. I'm 37 and I, my dog died. I haven't got a new one because it's a lot of responsibility, you know, like, yeah. it's so hard. And I think the older I get, the more I'm just seeing people, adults that maybe hurt me as a kid. I'm like, look, yeah, not cool. Cause I pr- I'm fiercely protective of children now as an adult because of what yeah. I go through. But like, give them a break, you know, like they're, tr- as long as they're trying and not yeah. really, really messing them up too much. You're amazing. This episode is sponsored by Mattress Firm. When you sleep on the right mattress, your life is better. Your nights are better. Your days are better. The right mattresses matter because they make you feel your best. And Mattress Firm will help you find the right one. And even better, if you see a lower price somewhere else, Mattress Firm will match it. So you want to get the right bed now and you want to get it at the best price, which Mattress Firm will do. They carry a wide selection of high quality mattresses from top brands at every price point. And like I said, Mattress Firm will help you find the right mattress for you. You can also take 120 nights to test out your new mattress to make sure it's the right one for you or you will get your money back. Yup. The right mattress matters. Mattress Firm will find yours this Black Friday. So win Black Friday. Shop unbeatable deals at Mattress Firm before they're gone. Okay. So you could score major deals on top brands from all price points with price matching during Mattress Firm's Black Friday sale. So put in your calendar now. Mattress Firm's Black Friday. Friday sale. So you can shop that in store or online at mattressfirm.com. Again, that's mattressfirm.com. If you guys don't already know about Organic Olivia, I feel bad for you. Actually, a lot of you have told me about Organic Olivia. Basically, it's traditional herbalism for modern life health issues. Like if you don't feel like going to herbalist, that's not your vibe. No need. There is Olivia. Olivia is the founder of Organic Olivia. She's a clinical herbalist and she has a collection of natural medicinal tinctures and adaptogens that work on everything from digestive troubles to skin problems to hormone issues. Some of my favorites are main magic that reduces hair shedding, liver juice. It makes my skin look great from the inside out and glucobitters, which balance blood sugar before I eat carbs, which is often Gluco bitters is the best selling tincture. It's infused with over 500 milligrams of herbs that help balance blood sugar to combat insulin resistance and improve metabolic health. These herbs reduce cravings, support your insulin sensitivity. Basically, you take a couple drops in a glass of water before a big meal and you'll feel full faster and you'll be less likely to overeat. 
Miranda's Overeater Overeater, if you know, you know. This is one of those brands that never offers discounts, so it's your lucky day. Go to OrganicOlivia.com and use code NOTSKINNY at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. That's Organic, O-R-G-A-N-I-C, Olivia, O-L-I-V-I-A, OrganicOlivia.com. Use code NOTSKINNY for 15% off for a limited time only. You're also amazing because this anomaly that like you look the way you look like 510 fucking stunning, (laughs) but you're a chess player. You like collecting antique books. You like love the opera. You were pre-med like we're all these layers. Yeah, yeah. Lots of layers. Lots of layers. The layers. (laughs) But like I think everyone I what I tell everyone is sure. I think I'm just on the nose about it. I think there's I won't get not just me. There's layers to everybody. I was very much raised again. Mimi taught me. Be whatever the fuck you want to be. And I remember we kind of make a joke like, you know, I'm black and white. Like, I got the best of both worlds, baby. You can do literally anything. Like, so one day if you want to be a total prankster, jokester, you want to be act a little slutty, whatever, do that. And then the next day you can go to, go to the library. Like, who cares? Like, yeah. Just whatever. I f- and maybe it's multiple personalities. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm just like, I just do whatever that I want. Like, I never, we weren't raised to be like, well, you either need to be the book nerd or the cheerleader or the jock. You'd be like, why don't you just go do whatever you want Yeah. that day and just enjoy it and not try to be like, oh, well, that's not me or that's not. But do you think that you have this like, you kind of have this like Paris Hilton thing going on. You know what I'm talking about? Whereas like Paris Hilton, she even says it like she has the like that's hot voice and like that whole persona. Yeah. And she had like the simple life where she like doesn't know how to do anything. But at the same time, she's obviously not an idiot. She's very smart. She's very smart. She's also been through a lot. And she's like a businesswoman and she's like all these things. And she says she even says, like, that's like an act. Like, I put yeah. that on. Yeah. Do you think that you have a little bit of that where, like, you have the, like, you you even have a voice. Yeah, yeah. You have a little, like, the baby it's especially voice. especially when I drink. Especially oh, okay. when I drink, too. My voice changes. Also, I've done, someone told me that I was a little bit like Dorit from Beverly Hills because sometimes I get really drunk, too. I'm like, I said it when I'm, like, running around Aaron tells. I was like, the petrol. Like, what American says petrol instead of <laughs> yeah. gas? I don't it's not an act because unfortunately it's me. I've had I had someone I've had someone on Facebook message me and they're like, glad to see like that's all my high school and college. Like, glad to see you haven't changed. People I've worked with. Yeah. Someone messaged me and reminded me, they're like, Do you remember in eighth grade you flirted with Mr. Hammond? And I was like, Oh my God. I used to ask if I could like deliver the whatever to their class and people would walk in. I'd be like, Hi, Mr. Hammond. I was like twelve years old. Yeah. Like and the whole class would laugh and giggle because he'd turn around and then I'd go like like that and stuff. Yeah. So I've been like I get why Paris does it. And I think she started off in a certain different era and in entertainment industry. And that's she definitely is putting on an act and that's easier for her or whatnot. Unfortunately, I don't think mine's an act. I think I just act whatever way I feel like acting yeah. and that's it. Like, yeah. But it's not like something I turn on or turn off. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, but that would make sense that it's like a drunk thing, too. Oh, like the baby voice. What people also don't understand is I'm glad I didn't like I guess I'm thankful I didn't come off as drunk, but I was drunk a lot. of the show. <laughs> You also said that in the confessional, sometimes you'd go and drink before. Oh, my God. Yeah. And yeah. I had my thing there. And I'm, I'm surprised. I think can I'm you surprised. hold a lot of liquor? I can. Mm-hmm. I was drinking yesterday. Hence the voice. I can. I'm a tall girl. Yeah. I like whiskey and bourbon. Like I can. I can take back a couple. You and got hangovers now when I'm older. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're horrible. And they last like three days and I get yeah. super depressed. Yeah. It's yeah. really bad. Yeah. Um, But I love going out and I'm the worst drunk because I don't like get sad or get weird or get sloppy. I just get more like, 
I love everybody. Yeah. Should we go to Vegas? You're like on MD. You're yeah, on yeah, yeah. I am. I just keep kind of going like, should we go to Vegas? Do you want to just do it? And then I'm paying for dinners I shouldn't be paying for. And I'm like, let's go do this. I'm, I'm making up with people that I fucking hate. I'm like, whatever. We're cool. We're yeah. Cool. It's like I'm texting exes. It's a mess. Oh, my God. A mess. Let's talk a little bit about some cat stuff. Okay. Okay. So the most recent episode that I saw at this point, there's a lot of the Jessel versus Sai stuff going on. Yes. Jessel in general, I think with you too, or maybe she's not trying this as much with you at this point. She's she wants to relate. She wants yes. to have a story. Yes. Do you remember feeling when you were filming that that was happening or are we seeing it really like magnified on the show? I'm trying to think. Like she's trying to have like a story too where it's not like all yes. roses. I think watching it back now, I'm realizing that everyone was super, super hard on her. Yeah. And I feel like, at the time, I do remember, though, also saying, like, Jessel's trying really hard. Yeah. It felt like that. At And mind you, people and, like, I think some, like, we, a lot of us were getting to know each other. Like, again, I was friends with Jessel, but not to the point where we're together every day and she's my new best friend. So, yeah. like, they always say, and we give different answers, were you guys friends? We all were, like, friend or friendly, but it's very different if you take, like, your associates that you run into. Oh, hi, honey, you see it at events? Yeah. And you now, you're like, this is your new best friend. Yeah. You know? And you, like, have to hang out with them. And so... We were friends, but this level and kind of friendship is very unique. So we were getting to know each other in that way. So it's all very getting to know each yeah. other. Yeah. It's like, I didn't know I was going to tell you about like. I feel like people at first watching the show were hard on her. We're like, what's happening with her? She's trying way to her, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. It looks like there's been a shift. There's a And people are shift. starting to be like. Wait, she's trying to connect. When you and- get to know Jessel, my how I knew Jessel before was a little bit more of like, because again, she was the girl you would see at events and be like, oh, hi, like yeah. the double kiss. I'm like, we should have lunch. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. she's a lunch girl. Yeah, yeah. Or, or be the one who like, you've definitely met her like five times and she's like, oh my God, oh my God. You know, like, like yeah. Yeah. And then What's beelines the across to someone else. She's yeah, that yeah, person. Yeah. So I think in the first three episodes, that is how she comes across uh-huh. as that very like, version. Okay. But then when you get to know her, and I've gotten to know her now and she's like all of the girls like very, very deeply. Yeah. She's such a good, lovely person and she means well. I think Jessel's the nicest out of all of us. Really? I think as I put it, we're all assholes. I think Jessel's not an ass. She's like the only one that's like not an asshole. And, and she's Jessel's also, really she's, 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 I mean, you've been very open with your story, but she's like, put in her sex life out there. Yes. She's put in, she's throwing her husband under the also, bus. Yeah, like, and she's not, and then, and too, like that scene where they're looking at the preschools and stuff, like someone else or me, even if I thought those things, yeah. even if I'm drunk, I know like I wouldn't like say them probably. Well, you know? that's what people are saying. People are like, just like, she's, that she's given OG vibes. I yes, hear. yes. And here's the thing. Where she, she doesn't give a fuck. I think she doesn't give a fuck. She doesn't give a fuck, but also <laughs> I laugh and I tell her this, but I don't know if Jess will know she's on a TV show. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, she really doesn't. Like, do you know it's everyone's yeah, going to yeah, see this yeah, kind of vibe? Yeah, because I called her throughout the off-camera a few times. I'd be like, yo, Jay, like, I think, call me girl, I think maybe people are fucking with your marriage. Literally, she's like, oh, no, I don't think so. I don't think, I think it's fine. Look, and then she says every other word. But why do you think people were doing that? What did she say over her? At the end of the day. Look, at the end of the day. At the end of the day. That should be, a, I want to play a drinking game with Abby. She's like, look, at the end of the day. Yeah. No, I don't think that, it's not that they were trying to fuck with her marriage. I think the problem with this group, and I know, I think Jessel's experiencing it now, and I have experienced this, like the story about my egg freezing. We tend to talk we're all filming. We're saying a million things. We all have ADHD. And like we talk and we're just 
talk quick, right? I yeah. think especially me and Jessel. But you have people like Sai and Aaron who, and I'm trying to think who else does this. No, Uba listens and Jenna listens. But Uba can also kind of sometimes talk like me and Jessel as, and we just like, we talk in metaphors, we talk quickly, and we're just like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to Pilates in a couple hours. That could mean six hours, that could mean 20 minutes. Or, you know, like, so I think with the whole ticket thing, she was just saying, oh, oh yeah. the Vietnam yeah, thing, she, yeah. She's like, oh, he's going, he's, he's, he's booking his ticket in a couple weeks. Yeah. They took that as, well, you told us last week, so that is a two week, so now you lied. Yeah. That's not how, which I get it, that's their thing, yeah. you know? Because again, I think it's like, they're New Yorkers, they're like very direct to the point. Yeah. I'm not a born and bred New Yorker. Yeah. Jessel is Like either. you wouldn't, maybe the way you were raised, you wouldn't even get into somebody's business that way. Yeah, but also, also, I just, I don't sit here. I'm not a timestamp. I'm not the transcriptionist in a courtroom. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and be like, and then at two o'clock, you said <laughs> yeah. that. Like, I only do that yeah. in corporate America. Where I'm like, he touched my ass at 1203 yeah, on December yeah, 5th. Yeah. Like, but I, yeah, I think that same thing with how when I told Aaron the egg story in Anguilla, I, I speak very creatively. I don't like to sit here and tell you a story, especially if it's a story that I'm actually upset about, but I mask it in humor. I'm not going to say, you guys, I was really, it was really upsetting going to get my egg freezing. I signed up for this appointment. They actually gave me a physical examination where they did an ultrasound. Then I had to answer a questionnaire. I'm like, then I walked in that place. They're like, hey, take your pants off, jump up on the table. Yeah. They shoved his curling wand in me. And I'm like, you guys need some sperm? That's how I tell stories. Yeah. Because I don't, I think it's boring to tell it the right. longer way. Right. And Larry David also said, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. You yeah, know? So yeah. I, like, I love all our quotes today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think with the Jessel and the thing, she's like, oh, she's throwing around like, oh, he's going to leave. Because honestly, Jessel also doesn't know because she doesn't care yeah, that what Pavit does. Yeah. She's like, he's doing that mileage run thing again and she can't be bothered. Yeah. You know, she's like, as long as the nanny's home, I don't care. They are very cool in that regard. And it seems like, yeah, that she does have this like, she really doesn't care. And it doesn't seem like she's even defensive about her marriage because maybe she feels like she doesn't need to be. I, she And she that marriage is strong. And I want, that's how I am in relationships with guys. I'm like, dumbass you're so what like what are you doing we like tease each yeah. other a lot it's not like we're sitting there in love or whatever yeah I, they're, they're very cool they're very they have a very very strong marriage and it's not that she doesn't care because she's like i don't care if my husband cheats she just could care less you know it's like he's in his man cave go watch your sports honey like yeah that's how she yeah. is with them let's talk about your tagline i love to laugh but make me mad and i'll date your dad <laughs> Is that because you've dated older dudes? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, I just, no? Try, yeah. <laughs> just a rhyme? I have dated older dudes. I changed my Raya to, I think, max out at 50, 50. No, I changed. It used to be 52. And now what? Now I'm at, I changed it. I went down to like 42. I was like, well, yeah. Because also, oh, and then I, no, I totally changed it. I went younger. Now it's 27 to 42. It used to be like 35 because I was like, no guy that's my age would want to marry me. Or yeah. like, it's always like the man, the older man wants the younger girl. Or the younger guy wants yeah, to like. Yes, but now I changed it. And these like Jen, I don't know what the 20 year olds, these 20 year olds are like emotionally available. They're like <laughs> asking me about dietary restrictions before dates, you know? Old, 52 year old guys, they messaged me WYD, like, what are you doing? I'm like, no. God, you have a How lot do they of even know what that. that means? I don't know exactly. Probably with their teenage daughters. <laughs> Wait, do you feel like dating now is better or worse since the show? It's. I haven't had time for it now. Since yeah, now. that's the only thing where I'm like, but it's actually better. When I was filming, everyone was like, oh, you know, like, that's cute. We definitely don't want to be on it, but very happy for you. Now, all these guys, everyone's like, oh, my God, I think they think it's so, so, so cool. So actually, like DMs are a little hotter. It's fun. So the guy that you did bring on the show, 
the, the oh, car yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were engaged to him. I was engaged to him. Everyone really liked him. He's the most lovely human being in the entire Everyone world. was like, wait, why didn't it work out? I know. I th- I was I wasn't ready. Like I think I made up every like I was able to convince everyone that it was him, it wasn't me. But it was I I just I wasn't ready. Oh, I wasn't Is ready. he like there if you want? I wouldn't say that. Mm. He look, I was also his third fiance. Mm. And he said when we broke up, he's like, that's it, I'm done. He's very happy. He plays polo, he collects cars, he travels between London. He has a very lovely life, very comfortable life. He's fine. And I was the one in the relationship. He didn't want kids. He was saying that he would have kids for me because I wanted kids. Yeah. He's the type of guy where like, and he didn't even really want to get married or whatever in life, but he was like, if the woman I want wants me to marry her, then I will. Yeah. That's kind of his vibe. He has a very nice life on his own. He's very successful and he's just like hanging out and he like collects antique. He has his own little collection. And you stay friendly with him. Yeah. What about the other fiancés? The first one, I'm still friends with the family. They're really, really lovely. And even when his family comes into the U.S., we'll still have lunch together and stuff. The second, I'm very, very close with and with his wife. And they invited me to the wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the position, people always have thought it's weird. There's only, I think like 98% of my exes I'm like platonically now friends with. And truly, well, at least from my end. And I'm pretty good at sensing like that dude's weird and probably still in love with me. Yeah. Like that's not appropriate. But I'm friends with all of them. I don't, I'm not in a position as one of my adult life. I don't, I've had a million more family problems and issues. The childhood thing was one thing. I've had like a whole slew the rest of my life. What I've shared on the show is like 10% of the fuckery in my life. Like there's a lot, there's so much. We got so many more seasons of yeah. trauma and drama <laughs> yeah. and family shit, like recently even. So I'm not in the position to just throw away people that love me. Every man that I've dated, there's been this common denominator of I get I'm like little orphan Annie going to their families like love me. And they just embrace me. The moms embrace me. The, the siblings do. So just because the romance is gone, yeah. like, as long as it's appropriate and they're still single and no one's still in love with each other and significant others aren't threatened or whatever. Yeah. I like to still be friends with them. I'm not in the position to just throw away people that love me. Did you end all the engagements? Yes. But in my defense, here's the other thing. No, I mean, there's no. All the engagements happened when we were broken up. All three of them. I oh, broke. Like they proposed out yep. of. It wasn't like we were in love and then they just proposed. It was we were very much so broken up and they came back and like, please, 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 let's get together. And will you marry me? Yeah. Were there rings all three times? Two out of the three there were. And then we we're supposed to go the next day. And are all rings one. back. At, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's weird. And we, what we're t- we touched on the money thing before. How important is a dude with money? So I grew up poor on welfare. Yeah. So food stamps, like even in college, I would take Adderall because I didn't have money for food, Mm. you know? So like I don't have any in like want to be poor ever again in my life. Yeah. And so I'm very unapologetic about the fact of I don't understand why we sit here and care on Hinge or on these dating apps. What are your interests or music? No one has ever gotten divorced because of the fact that, oh, I didn't like your Spotify list. Yeah. Irreconcilable differences. And most of the time it's due to financial constraints. You think? Yeah. No, that's what's listed. Financial. the, The sub boxes checked of like that's what people cite. The reason for divorce is because of a lot of it was because of financial issues. Yeah. Knowing and I'm very well aware of what houses cost, what private school tuition costs. I don't understand. You don't want to put yourself in a. No. And whoever made up the thing of, oh, money can't buy you happiness. Yes, it can. <laughs> yes, it can. What rich person trying to keep poor people poor said, oh, don't, it can't buy you happiness. I've flown. So you don't want to easy deal jet with and like... I've flown on private planes. I can tell you which one is better. So you you want to be comfortable. I want like, to be Like, are you looking for a millionaire? I don't. Or for someone who, you know, you won't 
that you'll have like a comfortable life with. What I want is, first of all, I think also you have to be in the position to want what you want. So like you need to be financially sound and have your shit together. And if a guy needs me tomorrow, if God forbid they die, I'm widowed, like, and I have a family, I can go out and make whole million dollars a year. I'll go, I'll hustle, I'll consult, I'll do whatever, I'll start a business. I've always been that way. So I'm very confident. I'll sell Mary Kay, like in the sweater. Like I'll do it. Like I'm a, I'm a worker bee. Like, so I know that I can always provide X, Y, and Z for myself. To me, it's ambition. Like as long as you're not a trust fund kid, it shows that you work hard, that you're dedicated. So no trust fund kids. I don't like trust fund kids anymore. Okay. I like you to be, you came from nothing. You did the garage bit. And now you're this like really, really, I just, I'm turned on by successful on men. By yeah. I like like, I don't care if you were the a weight like a trash man, but be like have the waste management conglomerate on the eastern seaboard. You know what I'm saying? Have your like be the like CEO of like every yeah. You know, be like merge like merge so so Tyler Cameron. Everybody always I don't asks feel, me about. I him. mean, because there were some vibes. <laughs> I mean, he does give vibes though. I feel like to a tree. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Like he's. I feel like he just knows it. People say. I keep saying too. As someone who told me that I was like, Brynn, you could flirt. Like you could turn on a lamppost. And I feel like it's the same for him. Yeah, so I like feel both like of you together. Watch what happens live. Like they knew what they were the doing. The devil works hard, but the bookers that watch yeah. them live work harder. And they knew too because they. But text- was there a vibe? There's a little, but yeah, it's cute. Like, like at first cute. I was just like how I do with Jenna and I'm just like playing along with it. And this happened with Jenna too. Like I was just kind of for jokes. I like to make Jenna blush. Yeah. That was like our ongoing joke. Yeah. Like, I'm whatever. Now I watch it back. I'm like, wait, Jenna's hot. She's successful. I don't really care. I'm 37. I don't care at this point. Wait, like, do you really? But that's the question. Guy, I don't care. You're open. No, I literally say I don't care what's in your pants anymore. Really? I care but have about, you have experience I've with only, women? I've only made out with women. Like when but that you're was like, like drunk college and, yeah. and like try and like in front of a guy but and trying to turn him would on. You I would a thousand percent. I thousand percent date a woman. I don't care. Yeah. But like why? And women, after watching the Barbie movie, I'm like, I don't <laughs> care about these Ken. Like, why can't I don't know. Like, do I look Did at Jenna at any point though when you were like flirting with her. Did she ever take it seriously? I don't think she really takes me seriously. <laughs> you were laying on her bed. You had nothing under that towel. No, no. And I was, I was like scared that, we were going to see that something. day. I was also like, <laughs> we've been drinking all day hammered. I'd like 12 cocktails that day, like 12. Okay. I have a quick fuck, Mary kill before we go. Okay. Abe, <laughs> Babbitt, David. Abe, Babbitt, David. Yeah. Oh, this is easy. Oh, it fuck is. Abe. <laughs> <laughs> Abe, they've just so cool. Abe and Aaron. I'd like to fuck both Abe and Aaron. They're just cool. You know, yeah. like I love them. I'm like Abe. You said easy, Bryn. I know, but I'm trying to figure out because I like kill. both. Yeah. I like well, them both. Well, just decide who you want to marry I just, forever. I marry forever. I'll marry David. David's so sensible. Yeah. He's, I like. I need a sensible person. I need the opposite of me. Yeah. And he's so calm and yeah, yeah, sensitive. Yeah. So yeah. And then I just kill Pavit because it'd be fun to chase him. Sorry, Pavit. <laughs> I love you, Pavit. You Pavic. can go to Vietnam now whenever you want. <laughs> Brent, thank you for coming Thank on. you, my love. You're a gemmy. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.